What's up, y'all? It's Will here with Schedule Fly, and I've got Billy Schaefer on the phone. And uh, Billy's, uh, well, first time on the podcast here, longtime customer with 131 Main. Um, and uh, he and I have communicated plenty of times, but never really had a chance to sit and talk shop, man. So thanks for taking the time to do this, Billy. That's yeah, my pleasure. Where are you today? Uh, I'm up at our office today. Uh, it's just me, so I'm definitely social distancing by myself if that's possible. Oh, man. I hear you. Your offices are up in uh, Cornelius, right? Yeah, correct. Okay, okay. Um, now, tell us about the business. You've got how many 131 mains now, and you've also got Cowboy, right? Right. We have uh, four 131 mains. Okay. Uh, the original here in Lake Norman, and we have one in Blakeney. Uh, down the south side of the city and then in south park we have one and then up in Asheville uh, in the biltmore park park area uh, we got our 131 mains and then we have our uh, other concept cowboy steak chicken and ribs right next door to the original 131 main here in cornelius oh wow is that right where your office is or is it nearby there it is it's i'm, I'm staring at it right now out the window I oh, okay rocks. oh good perfect okay is anything uh, any of your locations doing anything right now? Takeout or y'all just shut down? Uh, we decided to not do takeout. We thought it was best for our team uh, and our guests alike to stay safe to just not do the the takeout model. And uh, it's not really what we do. So we we like to present an awesome product. And when we have the the government blessing to open back up and run, we're we're going to do what we do and do it well. I hear you, man. That's uh, there. You go very. Um, clear decision, knowing what y'all do, what you do well, what you're good at, and uh, y'all are ready for this. So, what um, what's happening now? Did y'all do the PPP process? Uh, we did. We went through the PPP process. Uh, it was pretty simple of a process. I think we got in there in a good time, got everything done, haven't had any issues with it. Um, we've been taken care of well. So the process was pretty streamlined. Can't really speak for what anybody else has gone through, but for us, it was a, a pretty great program so far. Okay. Did y'all get y'all get in there early? Well, we did. Um, I probably, you know, the first 15 seconds it was open. It's, oh, wow. Uh, you know, all doing it fast and as soon as possible. Nice. When it needed any type of, you know, bureaucratic event. So we made sure that we were ready to go and ready to run down that hill. I hear you, man. Did you do, like, is, the way a group like yours would do it, would it be five applications since you have five locations, or is it just the whole business? Uh, five applications, five okay. separate ones. Gotcha. Who's your bank? Uh, Questa. Questa, okay. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of, um. so far my experience has been with talking to folks around the country that the community banks have really delivered, stepped up big time with making this process a lot easier than, you know, some of the larger banks have gotten tripped up on a few things. So I'm always curious who, who people bank with. Um, well, okay. So you got, now have you gotten the funding yet? Uh, it's going through the process right now. Okay. Yeah, okay. Got it. So then what have y'all done with your, how many employees did y'all have coming into this? Um, uh, management and hourly, you know, close to 500 employees. Okay. Got it. Now is, is any, how many are still on payroll? Uh, we kept the entire management team on payroll. Okay. Uh, time. And we've been spending a, a lot of time just working on development, uh, team training, uh, just a ton of system training and uh, just basically technique training uh, with our management teams on you know, learning how to communicate, learning how to work together, 
uh, we spent a ton of time cleaning our restaurants from top to bottom and through every corner just to make sure that, you know, people, when they come back to our concepts as they know them, they're, they're coming back to something familiar, which is kind of what I think everybody's going to be looking for once we come out of this. They're just going to want familiarity um, and us providing that awesome product that we do. So we made sure we are spotless, and we've spent a lot of time training. Man, uh, that's great. Y'all have really captured this uh, downtime and, and uh, turned it into an opportunity, it sounds like, to really improve the business. Well, it definitely has been. You know, the I hear all the time throughout my entire career in restaurants is, man, if we only had the time. Ah, uh, yeah. Heard that a times. Well, guess what? We have the time. You do. That's and right. we have taken every possible advantage of this time. I'm actually amazed on the training that we've gotten done. I've spoke to a few of our general managers over the week and just asked them, hey, how long would it, how much of this training would have, how long would it have taken to get this done if we were operating the restaurants? And they're talking one to two years oh my to get gosh. the amount of training that we've been able to do. It's uh, It's been amazing. We're an incredibly process-driven company. So we've really dove into our processes uh, and taught our entire team how to write the processes as well as study, quiz, uh, testing of these processes. It's It's been awesome. We've had the – we're very lucky to have worked with David McClaskey with the McClaskey Institute of Excellence. Uh, and he's been having several classes for us. Uh, so it's absolutely awesome how much training we've gotten to go through. Uh, we're going to open up way stronger because, like I said, everybody always asks for the time. You know, we've been given the time, and I will say that we have not wasted one second of it. Oh, man, that's awesome. Where is David McCloskey? Is that local or is that uh, a national firm? Uh, it's It's international. He teaches – People from all across the world come to talk to him. Uh, he is one of the original founders of the Baldridge Management Award that the uh, president gives out yearly. Uh, he worked with, I think, President Reagan back in the 80s developing this concept. And he's been teaching leadership all across the world uh, for the last you know, 40 years. Uh, probably one of the smartest people that you'll ever get to meet. Oh, wow. Fantastic. That's yeah. a nice endorsement of him for sure. It is. Well, it's to get to, get to work with him. He, he's an amazing human being. How'd y'all get to dialed in with him? Uh, about 10 years ago, we started working with, uh, there's a concept out of Eastern Tennessee called Powell Sudden Service. Okay. Uh, they, they're a two-time Baldridge Award winner, and they are a very well-ran company. And David McClaskey worked with them. Uh, it's what it was called the Powell's BEI. Uh, and... We went up there and studied that model for a long time because we wanted to be, you know, one of the best operating restaurants in the country. So we've been working towards that goal for the past 10 years, and he was affiliated with them. He has since separated from PALS and is kind of working under his own name, the McClaskey Excellence Institute, and we're continuing to work with him because it's amazing the uh, type of concepts that he does. And he's worked with gigantic firms all across the the world uh, anywhere from the u.s army to the ritz carlton and everything in between oh man that's fantastic well i can say that um i mean i'm a stone's throw from your blatant location where i'm sitting right now at my house we love 131 main y'all do run a very good business it's very consistent the service is always excellent i mean for however many years y'all been open now we've been going it's just been like you said man it's uh there's 
you know exactly what to expect and or, you know and what you're going to get and you get it every time so i i tip my hat to how well y'all run that place very consistently well we appreciate that we really believe in the 100 percent model is we're going to do everything to 100 percent always and it can be anywhere from wiping down the table to make sure it's perfectly sanitized to cooking a cheeseburger or a filet every process that we do is part of how we deliver mm. and consistency is the key to everything so we make sure when we operate doesn't matter if it's wiping down a table for perfect sanitation or cooking a cheeseburger perfectly we're going to do every single process step that we've defined perfectly and we're going to train all of our teams to operate at that 100 percent. so you get that consistent amazing experience every single time uh, you know that great food legendary service that we really pride ourselves on let me ask you this um you know prior to this and I suspect this is going to change possibly significantly, but you know, the, one of the big issues that so many restaurant uh, operators were facing was everybody's employed. It's, it's hard to find and keep good people in the restaurant business. It was getting harder and harder. Was that your experience? And do you think that'll change? You know, we're actually lucky that we didn't have to deal with that. Okay. Uh, we, we are, we treat our people well, uh-huh. and we hold them accountable. Yeah, you know, I think what a lot of people miss in that is the holding people accountable is treating people well. We're never rude. We're, we treat people with a golden rule and treat people well. But when we have rules, it's you know one rule for every person or every place. It's consistently applied, so people know what to expect when they show up to work with us. Yeah, and when you know what to expect, you're obviously a lot happier. So. We've had people in our restaurants since day one. So uh, at our Lake Norman store, you know, uh, half of our kitchen has been here 10 to 15 years. Mm. Um, so we, when we bring one person aboard, that's a major event. Um, we've been very lucky about how we staff our restaurants. So, you know, we treat people well, and that's how we model keeping it staffed. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people looking for jobs. Uh coming up um it's basically going to invert the uh, employment model of what we were you know there's a lot of a lot of job openings fewer applicants but it is going to invert and you're going to have a lot of applicants for fewer jobs uh the biggest thing is that you just treat people well and you're consistent you don't really ever have to go through the ebb and flow of the employment uh, world just it stays consistent uh, i i, I I was brought up, uh, my dad worked at the same place for 35 years. And he always told me that the reason that he stayed and so many of his friends throughout their state is they were treated well. Yeah. He could get a job with more money. He, he always told me that, but he's, he's like, I'm treated well every single day. And that's the greatest thing that employment ever can offer. Well, hey, man, I agree with that 100%, man. Um, it, let me ask you this. Do you... I can tell you're, you're very uh, dialed into, you know, what you talked about with the training you are doing and the management style, and you clearly have a very clear picture of what works. Um, do you read a lot of books about effective management and team building or listen to other podcasts or things like that? Uh, I, I'm very simple. Um, you know, I, all of my management is based on two concepts. Okay. The one-minute one manager, you know, which is – pretty simple it's been around for a long time and uh dale carnegie oh how to win friends and influence people 
yeah, it's, you know what, it's, that's all it is. It's, I'm a firm believer and I've kind of combined those two things. And what I do, it's what I teach and I developed a concept. It's called the emotional checkbook. It's when you have to make deposits into people's, into the relationships. You have to treat people well. You have to ask them about how they're doing, ask them about their family. That's creating those deposits. So when you have a tough conversation with somebody and you make a withdrawal, you make sure that you never uh, overdraft. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Overdraft a relationship. All that looks like is uh, people are, uh, they're rude back to you. They, they won't talk to you and they probably won't want to do the job well. So it's all about not creating an overdraft in that emotional checkbook. And that's what, that's how we manage. And all that is, is two concepts. One minute manager, which is based on setting goals, following up on those goals. And Dale Carnegie, which is you know, treat people well. Yeah. Yeah. Tr- uh, a lot of concepts based throughout those that I'm really into. You know, hey, when you're wrong, be wrong. As a leader, if you can't be wrong, then you're not a leader. Uh, I'm wrong, you know, 12 times before I even wake up every single day. And I'll admit it. So it, treat people well, admit that you're wrong. And those two concepts based out of those two books kind of taught me a lot. I think we have gotten a lot from um, when we study with pals and David McClaskey about how to operate at a hundred percent. And that's just holding the line of when you say you're going to do something, do it. Yeah. Uh, Too often in the restaurant world, we talk a lot and we don't do, and I'm kind of the opposite. Uh, I, I'm going to run down a hill. I I do a lot and talk less. And you know, that's, that's how you treat people well. And that's how you keep those people consistently employed for a long time that's that's kind of what the concepts come down to i love that uh there's a guy named uh jocko willink he's a Mm -hmm. former navy seal and uh he's done a lot of leadership training he's got he's got a podcast and he's written some books but he talks about extreme accountability and how important that is and um you know it's you're gonna like you said you're gonna be wrong um the challenge is letting the ego get in the way if you just if you admit you're wrong express that you're wrong, take accountability, then, you know, people are going to still trust you and, and follow you. Um, but that's hard for a lot of people. Well, it, it is. I think the guy that you're talking about, you know, he's, his extreme accountability always starts with making your bed first thing in the morning. Uh, and I've, I, I've been doing that for a long time. Now, I, I mean, I grew up in a, a, a government family to where, you know, everything was very regimented. So I always made my bed, but that's what he speaks to in his extreme accountability. Um, and, and, but it, it, the word extreme doesn't even need to be in there. It's just, you know, hold people accountable. And you say that something needs to be done. You just make sure that it's done. That's yeah. it. It's a pretty simple concept. You know, I think what too many people in our world, they try to make it complex. And I'm kind of on a mission for the next, you know, 30 years of my career to have people stop making things hard. Ah, Running, there we go. Not, like, you know, they everybody says oh the restaurant industry is wild it's it's crazy it's not hard it's it's the you cook food you serve food you collect money three basic key components of any relationship and we have lived in this concept of oh man restaurants are hard they're they're difficult no they're not we make them difficult um we we call that the activity trap here in our concept it's we make ourselves think that we're busy and we really don't have that much to do to run a restaurant. And, you know, it's a lot. I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this are going to argue with me that, you know, there's tons to do. But when you really break it down to the things that have to be done, 
And if you're organized, it's not near as much as we think it is. Well, there's um, there's something. Yeah, I mean, look, there's something to knowing what you need to do and focusing on those things and, and just executing, you know, focus, 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 execute, execute, execute. And uh, it's easily easy to get distracted just in business in general, but in the restaurant business, there's so much going on. So, um, you've got to have, I mean, you have a very clear way of thinking through and articulating what needs to happen. I think a lot of people in this industry, you know, it's, it's challenging. Um, you have a lot of folks that are, um, can be right brain creative type folks. And it's sometimes that organization and execution are, you know, they're, they're hard. Um, I think you, clearly understand the business very well and uh how to manage it how to run it how to um tweak things and fine-tune and i mean I, the, what y'all are doing with training right now is just a perfect example of that um uh-huh. that's amazing to me that what you're doing now is something that would have taken a year or two i was thinking you're going to say you know a few months or something like that but that's that's awesome love it well i can actually uh what we did is we we created a list of everything that a manager ever has to do, like every skill set that's ever possible to functionally run a restaurant. And we just created a chart and we basically are checking it all off as we go through and we develop these people because we, we really want to think of ourselves as a training concept where we can develop people. And, you know, if you want to be developed and become the best manager possible, I want you to work with us. But that's what that's the goal. And we have this chart that has, you know, the God knows how many things on there that a manager does. And it's filling up pretty fast as far as all these basic techniques um, that managers need. Uh, and we find this a lot is uh, I've worked in other concepts and we, we always teach our managers how to how, how to cook and work the hourly positions and train them. But we never teach them how to manage. And mm-hmm. that's something we hear at uh, our concepts is we teach people how to manage. What's your background, Billy? Did you grow up? Well, I mean, obviously, you, you said you didn't grow up in the restaurant business since your your father wasn't in it. But how long have you been in the business? Uh, I have been in the business uh, about twenty years now. Okay, gotcha. Where are um, you from? I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. How long have you been here with uh, with this group? Uh, Ten years now. Ten so I've years. spent half my career with uh, the One Thirty One Main and Cowboy restaurants. Uh, to be honest, before this, I was in. Uh, music uh, and I worked with you know competitive marching bands and drum lines and that's what taught me a lot about wow. detail uh, you know I've been a part of you know several national championships groups and state championships groups uh, and I, I learned how to operate at a really high level outside of the restaurant industry mm. uh, with at State University drumline you know Frank Otis and Brian Mason they are phenomenal teachers uh, and then I also worked with a high school in Kentucky that's been a multiple-time national championship uh, marching band with Eric Hale out of Bourbon County, Kentucky. Uh, you know, and those three people, I learned an absolute amazing amount on how to operate at an incredibly high level. So I've transitioned a lot into that detail work into what it is running restaurants. Uh, so I think that kind of gives me a different view on how restaurants run is I look at more as a show with a million details as opposed to, uh, I'm not sure how everybody else looks at it. So that's just how I look at it. Yeah, for sure, man. I love that. Well, you have a nice talent stack coming from, from, you know, building expertise in something else and applying it here. How did you get involved with restaurants? Uh, so when I taught 
music, uh, you know, marching band is a seasonal thing. So uh, I've got to stay busy. That's my personality. I don't, I don't chill out very well. Like I, I'm not good at it. Uh, so as I would be in my off season, I would just go work at a restaurant because I, I love to cook and that was something that was really interesting to me. So as I was learning to cook and learn as a prep cook, I actually got you know pretty good at it. I, I grew up cooking with my mom and my dad. And, uh, so as I continued to cook in the off season, I, I started really liking it more and more. And I got into the cooking on a line and, you know, as time went on, I just really got into that goal of how it felt to be in a restaurant. And, you know, being on stage as, as a musician felt really, really similar to what it feels like to be on a line and cooking and being in part of that show. And just over time, it just kept man, I want to be in restaurants more and more. And then one day I was like, you know what, I'm going to send out my resume. So I've been in a ton of restaurants and worked for a while. And I got hired on, um, with back then it was Lone Star Steakhouses started my career and, and, and now I, I closed my eyes, and now I'm here. Oh wow! So I've loved every minute of it. Wait, Lone Star is that a was that out of Charlotte? Uh, yeah, the original one started out in Winston Salem. They had several here in Charlotte, and I don't think there's any any of them left at this point. Was that uh, um, uh, Dennis Thompson? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was a part of that. Got it. Uh, I went to school with his son Blake uh, growing up. Okay. Um, so. Well, I just remember, I remember that I thought that was one of his things back in the day. He's a really phenomenal restaurant, restaurant owner from what I remember. Dennis mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, well, that's really cool, man. So, well, you mentioned Bourbon County, Kentucky. Do you, are you, do you like bourbon? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I grew up around bourbon, so I've definitely sampled it time or two of some really great things you know had through all the pappy van winkles but you know and to the rest of the world when they talk about pappy van winkle it's this amazing thing you can't get but you know growing up in louisville kentucky you could go to several restaurants and order any aged pappy van winkle that you could ever imagine so um i was always blown away when i would come to or when i moved here and they would oh we're only getting six bottles from the whole state or you know yeah. whatever ridiculous number i'm like man i could just go down the street or yeah that's 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 nothing to me so uh yeah there's a lot of great bourbons out there you know I, bourbon county kentucky actually was yes oh there you are okay i lost you for a second you said bourbon county kentucky and then i you just saw, i don't know what happened i lost you oh yeah so i was just talking about bourbon county kentucky was a dry county for a while so we weren't able to uh, even buy bourbon there when i was working there you had to go to the the next county over over to woodford is I remember I remember that is it so it's not dry now? Uh, it's it's it is not dry now. That is correct. Okay. From my understanding, now it's been a while since I've been back there, so okay. things might have changed. So, uh, well, I was asking that because um, maybe when this is all all over and we can head back out again, man. If you're ever down in the Blakeney location, I'd love to come sit up at that bar and have a bourbon with you or something. Um, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, so yeah, I was actually surprised. I did, I mean, I, I, I don't drink a ton of bourbon. I do like bourbon. Um, if I have liquor, that's what I prefer. I did not know until recently that so many different types are not actually distilled by, you know, the brand that they're, you know, I guess there's just really large organizations that distill a bunch of stuff and 
it's just basically the marketing and labeling on a lot of that stuff, which I found to be fascinating. Did not know that. That is true. Yeah. Yep, a lot of it's just the marketing side now. Yeah, I think Pappy might be part of it. I've had some Pappy. I, I mean, it was fine, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, all right, man. Well, listen, I'm going to let you roll. I really appreciate the time quite a bit and um, appreciate the business. And you got my cell, man. I'm always happy to help um, any way I can. And otherwise, let's, let's definitely get together sometime maybe this summer. That sounds great, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Get back to it. And uh, thanks, thanks again. Appreciate it, Billy. Right. Thanks. Bye. See you.